Trends in technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more coming up on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company, starts now. Welcome to the cutting edge of cannabis. I'm your host, Ellis Smith, and today we will be speaking with Carrie Solomon and Jody Ake, the founders of Greater Goods. Welcome, and thanks for coming on today. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Good to meet you. Now, Greater Goods is based out of Oregon. Is that correct? Yes, it is. And you guys focus on CBD products, but also you focus on THC products. And my understanding is that um, you guys have a core value of really sticking to what I call conscious consumer products, meaning you stick to a core value of really understanding of where all the source materials coming from being organically grown, sustainably produced. So tell me a little bit about uh, Greater Goods and what you guys are doing. So, yeah, we launched Greater Goods uh, in the summer of this year. Um, We had been... Uh, we have been on the regulated THC side of the Oregon market since 2014 um, and saw a really amazing opportunity in hemp derived CBD um, to translate some of the really popular products that we've been successful with on that side to be able to offer them to a wider audience. Um, so through our existing knowledge of how to work in the cannabis industry, um, we're able to sort of navigate CBD um, with that existing knowledge. We do use really high quality products. Um, We had already done a lot of the sourcing uh, for our products um, with our other business. So we segued, um, I wouldn't say simply, but um, somewhat seamlessly into CBD. Now, did you, are you having to run two separate businesses? Meaning you've got two separate licenses, you've got two separate facilities. Are you able to um, manufacture these in the same um, facility? How does that work in Oregon? Yeah, so they are separate facilities. Um, Essentially, there are rules and regulations around the production and the sale of hemp, depending on... um, what regulating body you essentially choose to work under. So we do operate two completely separate facilities and we do that because we want to be able to offer our hemp derived products to a mass market, not within the restrictions of uh, the Oregon Liquor Control Commission. Um, So we do operate two separate though not identical um, facilities because our hemp CBD facility also has retail space. So we are dipping a toe into that realm as well. Um, The licensure around a um, edible hemp company is pretty similar or if not the same as a regular food establishment. Um, So the licensure is much easier on the hemp side than um, going through the regulated Oregon bodies. So it's a lot easier to navigate that with the Department of Health. They're going to come in and treat you just like any other type of food handling place. Is that correct? Absolutely, yes. I like it. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah, the, the regulation and compliance gets in the way of THC. It makes it very challenging, that's to say, yeah. say the least. Yeah. Um, your name, Greater Goods. Why Why Greater Goods? What does this name really encompass? How, does, how can we connect with it as an audience, as a consumer? Yeah, so greater goods uh, obviously uh, relates to for the greater good. And as 
craft, some people call it artisanal producers, we pay very close attention to um, the health and wellness of our customers and potential customers by choosing really high quality ingredients that may cost a little bit more, maybe a little more difficult to source. Um, we also make everything by hand so that we can have um, an incredible amount of uh, quality control of everything we do versus uh, some approaches that are just as valid um, in companies that will choose things that are a little less expensive and uh, you know more about the bottom line of the products. Uh, I think it's also a name that is pretty inviting. We want to be not luxury, we're pretty neutral. We want everybody to feel comfortable with the brand. Um, use a word that's easy to spell and easy to recognize and just sort of playful and upbeat at the same time. Well, I love how you're not just focused on a bottom line. Um, I'm a, I really look at running businesses through a triple bottom line, understanding the environment, the financial component, obviously, but still there's a social component as well. And so looking at all three of those components is super important. I think it's a great way to make a connection with the consumers that are purchasing your products. And so, you know, you've got my attention knowing that you guys are really focusing on this because it's not about cutting corners. It's really about maintaining integrity with your product and really purveying that to all the customers out there that are buying it. And so I, I love to see that uh, you're not just about the bottom line as most businesses are these days. Yeah, for sure. Um, we learned that lesson on the THC side of things because we've just wanted to maintain a really high level of quality. We have a following of people that expect that from us and we anticipate the same will happen on the hemp CBD side. So what are all the SKUs that you have on the TAC side? And then do they all translate over to your CBD product line if you don't mind me asking. So what are all the SKUs that you have on that THC side? <clears throat> we don't have, uh, well, almost every product transfers over to our CBD line. Uh, at the moment we have four chocolate bars. Uh, our chocolate bars flavors are very unique. We use a uh, certified organic and certified vegan chocolate for most of them. We do have one milk chocolate bar, so of course that's not vegan. Um, our best seller in the chocolate bars is a mint hibiscus bar. So we use a locally sourced mint oil from a farm here in Oregon uh, to flavor the chocolate. Uh, then we take hibiscus tea and we pulverize it to a very, very fine powder and we dust the back of it with hibiscus. So it's really pretty. And then you get that little like citric acid burst when you bite into it and then it like melts into this smooth mint. Um, that mint hibiscus is probably our best seller in the bars. Uh, our best seller overall is a vegan marshmallow covered in medicated chocolate. with a sprinkle of chocolate infused sea salt. That, that's our best seller for sure. And it's pretty amazing. We also make basically a kind of like a Butterfinger bar, for lack of a better way of describing it. That's our newest product, and that's only been out for a month or so. But it is a organic sugar and peanut butter confection enrobed in medicated dark chocolate. That also has a... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. All our products have a higher level of CBD in them so we have like a, a good ratio of thc and cbd we also make a, a line of topicals our topicals are our very first product and they're extremely potent on the cbd side we are transferring the bars and the bonbons over as well as the uh the salve the topical and we'll be also be making a 
future. And we also do this like really kind of cool exploding candy. Um, you probably would know it from your childhood under a different name that I don't want to say the name for trademark reasons. Um, but uh, they're really fun. They are, uh, they're really great because they're very sublingual. So you can kind of rip open the package and pour it in your mouth and they start to pop and explode. Um, and then the cannabis or the CBD affects you very quickly. Uh, it's all sublingual. So those are really fun. I love the way you describe your products and the sourcing, how you're getting your local mint. I think it's super important uh, for folks to really understand where is all this stuff coming from and to be able to have that touch and that relationship with those types of uh, supply chain um, relationships. And so uh, it's just neat to neat and refreshing to really hear you describe this like I'm at a farm to table restaurant, which you don't normally get when you speak to folks that are making uh, any type of cannabis edible. So it's it, pretty neat to see how different you are than most folks I meet in the industry. Thanks. We we make products that we would want to consume and we spend enough time in Portland to learn that it's okay to ask where things are from <laughs> without uh, any shyness. So we want to, you know, we think about our demographic in terms of what we would expect and what we want to consume or put on our bodies. Okay. We need to take a break and we come back. We're going to continue speaking with Carrie and Jody from the founders of greater goods. Time to cut to commercial. More of the cutting edge of cannabis is coming up. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take anywhere treat. The cutting edge of cannabis now continues only on CannabisRadio.com. 
Welcome back. We've got Carrie and Jody from Greater Goods. Um, once again, just love to hear you guys really talk about your products in the sourcing of the material, almost like a farm to table restaurant. I think it's super exciting and it, it really makes a difference when you know what is going into your end product. And I think uh, your customer base will really respond to that. So pretty neat to see. Yeah. Yeah, so we agree. Like, we agree. <laughs> we agree. That's why we do it. And you know, like we R and D is really the most fun part of this business. Um, in addition to doing the, all the design work and sort of crafting them from scratch, we love the R and D because we get to try other people's new products and sourcing them is pretty interesting. So it's self somewhat selfish that we get to eat all these amazing things and try things and make things that are locally sourced. I live in the wrong state. I'm a chocoholic. We could have fun together. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Portland is a big chocolate town. I didn't know that. Interesting. I'll have to explore that next time I'm in town. Um, I want to touch on this just for a second. Um, Carrie, I believe you were part of the initiative, which is really the world's first ex accelerator program, specifically for women cannabis entrepreneurs and executives. If you could touch on that experience and how you were one of the first to go through that program and how that's impacted and helped you uh, with, um, you know, ex progressing greater goods, I guess. Yeah, I came across that program because I had known Amy Margolis for quite some time prior to her uh, creating that program. I was part of the OCA for a period of time. I worked with her as my lawyer. And just being in the cannabis community in Oregon, you know who Amy Margolis is. So I actually ran into her after not really seeing her uh, very often at a Cultivation Classic event in the middle of 2018. And she was standing there in her booth and I had just come out of this uh, women telling their truths panel. It was pretty moving. And I walked out and sort of had this revelatory moment seeing Amy Margolis and just felt super compelled to walk over and reconnect. And shortly thereafter, she told me about the initiative. And of course, I applied. It was a period of time where Jody and I knew that we wanted to expand our business, both on the THC side and to launch Hemp CBD. Uh, so you, it's very difficult to fundraise. It's very difficult to fundraise when you're trying to grow your company and you don't have all the time in the world to meet uh, people that have that kind of wealth or connection. So it was an absolute no-brainer. Um, I also attended the first retreat uh, that the initiative held, which was called Hustle Hard that year, and it was very, very inspiring. I came out of it really prepared to call myself a CEO in earnest. Um, so it was just sort of amazingly perfect timing and absolute willingness for us to go through the first of something ever. Um, and it's just had this amazing effect. We've met some incredible leaders and influencers and investors, um, a lot of very powerful, friendly, amazing, generous women, in fact, that have continued to this day uh, guided us and, you know, been our advisors, obviously, um, we were successful in raising um, and continuing to raise. So we would not have been able to launch uh, Greater Goods as uh, aggressively as we have uh, if it had not been for the fundraising that happened pretty swiftly because of that program. 
it's a contact sport. It's all in who you know. And I think going through a program like that really sets you up for success in many ways. I think when it sounds like it instilled a lot of confidence in you and, and arms you with a lot of great tools. And then obviously the network that comes along with that. So that's exciting to see. And uh, it's exciting to see that you are the CEO as we don't see too many women in that CEO role. You know, our, our space is dominated by, you know, white males with gray hair tend to be, uh, mm -hmm. I'm falling into that category too, with my salt and pepper. So we, uh, it's great to see just, um, you coming into the space and really having that confidence and really, you know, bringing that into our industry is we got to change it up. It's, uh, it's a little, uh, it's a little bit male dominated. Agreed. Yeah. We try to be pretty diverse in our hiring, but I'll admit that the women on our team are just killers. They're such rock stars in what awesome. they do. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's been really interesting to see sort of a shift in our own lives with, you know, more women um, just coming into our sphere of influence. It's been a really positive experience. So having that, um, going through that program, I'm sure once again, just put a lot of confidence and armed you with a lot of great tools. Knowing that you guys have, have come into um, starting out with Leaf Goods and then starting out with uh, your, your next product with the uh, CBD product, what kind of obstacles did you guys encounter wanting to make that shift? Uh, what type of challenges did you guys come across? Yeah, I think um, in terms of um, the real granular challenges, I think I spent a month and a half right at the incarnation of Greater Goods trying to figure out my banking options. It was kind of a part-time job sorting out how I could bank, you know, properly, how we could take payments properly. It actually continued to be a challenge up until recently um, when we were able to um, secure a better option. So the challenges in CBD are a little less than in THC, but we still are, banking is really probably the biggest pain point with us. Um, we also are still facing some uncertainty in terms of FDA regulation and government regulation uh, around CBD and edibles. So we have to be very much on our toes when it comes to language and not making health claims. So having cut our teeth in cannabis, we're quite used to it. We have a pretty thick skin around frequent changes and sort of somewhat illogical things we have to deal with. However, um, it still is present. So I think just some of those regulatory issues have been difficult. Um, CBD is also a really crowded market. So um, I think we might have been a little naive coming in uh, in terms of how much of a heavy lift it would actually be to do all the marketing and awareness and campaigns and PR that comes along with a more mainstream business. So there's a little bit of a learning curve on that side coming from a small bubble that just lives in one state. Um, so we're taking it in stride and we're really surrounding ourselves with um, some great agencies and people that can help us. You know, it's been interesting because we have to learn something new every day. Um, but still, that's it's been there have been some challenges around that. So with, you know, we've, we, we work in the hemp space as well. We support quite a few farmers in the marketplace and, you know, we saw distillate going for $6,000 a kilogram, um, you know, six months ago, and now it's down to $2,000. I'm sure you're probably seeing this price drop as well. Mm -hmm. How do you look into the, the crystal ball and see the future with this hemp game, knowing that we grew eight times what the market demand is and, you know, you're seeing getting distillate at probably screaming prices and what you were six months ago. 
How does that impact your business? And what do you think about the stability of our industry moving forward, knowing we have this huge supply overage? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, we don't ever use distillate or isolate. So the pricing on distillate and isolate are very similar depending on, but they're different depending on what, um, if you're talking about THC or CBD, but they're essentially isolated molecules that are distilled down, right? So we actually use a full extract oil or a full spectrum oil. We use full spectrum and CBD. And so the pricing on that is a little bit different from distillate. Distillate and isolate um, seem to be in very high demand because they don't uh, provide any issue with any trace amounts of THC. So a lot of companies opt for that because they can make that claim and be in a wider range of retailers or be on Amazon or what have you. Whereas we really are very committed to um, hemp CBD oil uh, that has some trace amounts of THC. And it actually took us a very long time to hone in on the source that we wanted to use. It took us a full year, actually, of research, talking to different providers to figure out what we wanted to do, the message we wanted to tell around the health and wellness aspects of CBD, um, and obviously price points. So we have seen the prices drop, um, but we're sort of in this um, kind of sequestered little world of full spectrum. Um, it, It varies. The prices certainly vary depending on who you talk to, usually prices per milligram nowadays. So there's a little bit more fairness when you're talking about full spectrum products, potency versus just gram volume or weight. Um, So I think the crystal ball, gee, I don't know. That's a hard one. I think what what our prediction is, is that when the FDA finally does make some decisions, that there's a chance that they may follow the path that Europe has actually followed. And that is the um, elimination of isolate from being able to be used uh, because um, I think that uh, the pharmaceutical industry will lobby to have ownership over that and we will actually be left with only being able to use full spectrum, which on one hand benefits us because we're so accustomed to using it. We're accustomed to coping with any residual flavors that might be in that type of product. Um, but it may also affect us negatively because once everybody wants the same product that we now use, we may see sort of a rush to purchase. Um, so that's kind of our prediction. Would you agree? I agree. <clears throat> we also use, uh, we have two oil suppliers and one of them is Siskiyou Sun Grown in Southern Oregon. And we've been working with them for years on the cannabis side. And they're a really great company and they provide us with a hemp derived CBD oil as well. And it's a full spectrum ethanol extracted oil that we just really love. Um, I don't know if the big industry is ever going to go for that kind of like smaller craft extraction compared to the giant CO2 machines that are out there. So I don't know. I don't know what will happen. Yeah. We, we'll, take, guess, we'll guess, and if we're right, then we're yeah. geniuses. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to dive in a little bit more on full spectrum. So stay tuned. Time to cut to commercial. More of the cutting edge of cannabis is coming up. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. 
Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone Gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We're tuning up in the dressing room, and Tom said, Man, I'm really One Toke Over the Line. I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. The cutting edge of cannabis now continues, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I've got Carrie and Jody from Greater Goods. Uh, I'm excited to see that you are using full spectrum oil. Uh, we know that um, you've got more cannabinoids. It's not been stripped down and uh, removed a lot of the the uh, the healthy parts of the plant and oil that's left over. And so I think it's neat that you guys have made that core value of your business to really focus on that type of product. I feel uh, the customers are going to get a better end product and uh, just really give them something that um, is is not broken down and missing components. Yeah, it's been something very close to our hearts. When we started the business almost six years ago, that's what we started with. It was, you know, frankly, a lower point of entry than a large CO2 extraction uh, machine, but it also had more medical benefits. It really came from that place. And, um, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to do it, do it all the way. So we really, you know, fell in love with RSO as a, as a process in the THC side. And it's, you know, essentially the same thing in, in hemp. And we're very committed to that. We get, we get emails and phone calls and questions all the time about things that, you know, you want to buy this, you want you know, nanotechnology and water soluble and isolate and broad spectrum. And, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to say, no, we're sticking to that, that philosophy. With your greater goods being now shipped into multiple States, how has the acceptance been and how, how have you managed that supply chain, supply chain distribution into these new areas across America? Yeah, I think the reception has been great. Um, we have some really great customers in a variety of different places. And, you know, every every place is different. Every relationship is different. We're starting off slow and growing organically for now just so we can manage that. Uh, every account is just requires different needs and 
you know, there's different personalities, but we've been doing that side of it uh, locally in Oregon for a while. So I manage those accounts and those personalities and those needs. Um, but the reception's been been really great. I think that um, a product that is not just beautiful to look at, but also just happy and cheerful and exuberant is something somewhat new to the CBD industry. Um, we kind of avoid, or we do completely avoid this idea that it has to be overly serious or luxury or subdued uh, because CBD is this amazing thing that we should celebrate. So um, we wanted to kind of convey that idea just in the packaging. And then once you get to the product, it's just equally exciting. So I think people just, they just get excited by it. If there's some childlike wonder and delight that comes along with a product that has some pretty serious benefits. So it's been good. Well, I think with your branding and just the overall idea behind what you're saying today, I think this is a way to really differentiate yourself. You have this core value of sourcing and knowing where all of the materials and the inputs come from. This is a way to really differentiate, stand out and really shine in this vast sea of CBD is these days you go to trade shows for, for CBD and 90% of the booths are for tinctures and for different type of smokable flowers and pre-rolled joints and these things. And, you're right. They're kind of dull. There's nothing exciting and exuberant about it. And I think what you guys have captured here, uh, you guys will really make a mark in the, in, in the space. So yeah. kudos to you. Thank you. Um, let's see here. So let's kind of wrap this up here. Then um, where is the future of greater goods? Where do you see the company in three to five years? I want to say world domination. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's what we tell her each other. That's what we tell each other. Night. You know, I think um, it'd be great to be somewhat of a household name in what we call the mass craft sector of the market. Uh, we don't have a goal of being in, you know, every 7-Eleven or, you know, every uh, convenience store because that's, that's just a different demographic. But we do see the opportunity to reach a national and international audience uh, for those conscientious consumer bases. So that's our goal is really to get out there far and wide, be a reliable source of products, um, continue to maintain our quality as we grow and, you know, hopefully actually have more retail stores. It was something that just kind of fell in our laps that is incredibly exciting. So we'd like to bring, that greater goods, not just consumable experience, but retail experience to more to more people and places and be able to educate people around what real quality CBD is and can do. I like to refer to the style of product that you guys are bringing to the market as cage free or free range. <laughs> you know, we, we can't say organic a, a, a lot of the time in our, in our sector, in our space that will come and change, but uh, you guys are really uh, embracing and encompassing that kind of slogan that I like to use. And so mm -hmm. I think it's great to see that, that this is something that you're, you're doing to differentiate and it is your core, core value personally. And I think it's going to make a big difference in this big vast sea. So uh, any closing remarks from, from you, Carrier Jody? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. We're just, you know, we're so excited to be in this market. Um, it's just been a real whirlwind of, you know, trying new things and we're just thrilled. We want everybody to visit us in Portland and, you know, hopefully at some point in so many other places and try our delicious, amazing, healthy products. <laughs> Try bonbon. Try bonbon. <laughs> 
Well, Carrie Solomon and Jody Ake, thanks for getting on today, the founders of Greater Goods. Uh, thanks for joining this edition of the Cutting Edge of Cannabis. You can download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Thanks. See you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.